Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Dave, this is an episode I've been kind of looking forward to doing. Yeah, it is it is an interesting one. I know there's a lot of um, people on both sides of the fence on on vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just COVID vaccine. That's that's the word. It's it's almost that COVID is, has adopted the word vaccine now. Like, it's its own. <laughs> like, like, there's no other vaccines ever. You know, if you ever try to look up vaccines, you got to go like three miles into a pay or, you know, to scroll down before you find anything about any other... Yeah, so whatever other, what, than other than a COVID vaccine. <laughs> yeah. So they they've kind of like um, uh, stolen that word. It feels like, but you know, it, it, there's a lot of of um, uncertainty when it comes to vaccines, and there's a lot of people that will literally bet their lives on it too. So mm-hmm. it's a good topic to talk about. And I'm a guy that doesn't know much about it. You know, mm-hmm. I've looked into it when there was a situations that came about, like I need to look into it when my daughter's getting born or when my wife was pregnant and the stuff that they started injecting her with, is it going to bother the kid? Which it does. Mm -hmm. It does. You know, a quick example is when my wife was, um, found out she was pregnant, they found out that she was low in something. So they started injecting her with magnesium or something. Okay. Guess what? Mm -hmm. That, that there's side effects to that, that, you know, had issues when my wife was given birth. So, you know, there's everything you do, there will be side effects to it. They just might be so minor that they don't bother you, but everything that you take, there's side effects. It's just, if it's too far, if it's so much where it's going to affect you negatively, I guess. Well, we were talking, you know, off air and we've had other conversations about it, but one of the things you were saying is that you were talking to your doctor about having so many vaccines taken at one time and, and splitting them up. Yeah. It, we back, it was so much harder to find this information, but my daughter is 13 years old now. So it was before that we started talking to our doctor about what's going on because we, there was a big scare about vaccinations and, and, and autism links to autism as well as other things. And it seemed even that our doctors were agreeing with us. And so when we try to look it up and we're like, okay, well, this vaccine vaccine seems okay. We looked it up. Okay, well, this one seems okay. And this one seems okay and so forth. But then when we were talking to our doctors, it found out like, well, wait a minute. It seems like that like example was the mercury levels that in, in them were all okay. But if you get three in, in vaccinations all at one time, now, now the levels are a little bit different. Now the mercury levels are, are up higher. So our doctor even agreed with us. Like the good thing to do is, because I'm, I can't say I'm pro-vaccine, but I'm not against it either. So we wanted our daughter vaccinated for certain things, but we just said, we just want it spread out because I don't know if people know, but it takes time for them to the, like the mercury and stuff to dissipate out of your body. And it's not over a 24 hour period. It's, it could be a week or two or sometimes longer. Sometimes never. Is that right? Mm -hmm. And so, so when, when I was looking up specific ones, they say, well, this takes a couple weeks. So we said, well, well, the smart thing to do is, well, what if we give her the vaccine? Cause we are pro pro this certain vaccine give that vaccine, but then can we wait another week? It says it takes, I think certain ones took, like I said, a different time, come back in and give them that one. They go, absolutely, that's smart. Mm-hmm. 
Well, now I look it up and there's, there's no link to anything, uh, the <laughs> autism, there's, there's no problems with anything. So I had to look up specifically, you know, certain vaccines for certain ones. And then they will start to break down like one out of a million will die, you know, four out of a thousand will have certain other issues, you know, mm. but, but there are side effects and everything you take, if you don't take it, you, how about this? You take it because you want an effect. So you mm. will get effect from it. It's just whether or not everybody will get a negative one or, or, or you won't feel the negative one as much, uh, the negative parts about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, there's so much stuff that I don't understand. And I, and I know that there's, I'm the, I am the majority of Americans out there because we don't understand it. And when you hear something, especially if, if you got to put it in a loved one and you hear something negative, you, you, it peaks mm-hmm. or, you know, it perks your ears up and you're like, well, well what's that about? And then when you can't, sometimes when you have a hard time finding the information, it makes you more worrisome than everybody that just sits there and says, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Because there's huge money in it. And that's that's what makes it hard for me to just believe everything I hear is because with billions of dollars, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It's trillions of dollars a year Mm -hmm. that they make. It's probably one of the biggest... Well, here's the other, you're talking about kind of an emotional response to the potential of putting something into someone's body, especially, you know, when we were uh, soon to be fathers, Mm -hmm. and then you become a father, there's a little like switch that flips in your head, and it changes your perspective on just about everything. Yeah, just about everything. And to think that, that, you know, precious little kid that you helped create, you're going to do something that there's some controversy about even if the majority of the controversy really is like conspiracy if there's a hint of truth of course you're (laughs) i mean as you should as a responsible parent you should probably have your ears perked up and start looking into it uh we're uh, we'll talk a little bit more about like some of the the clinical trials that go into the vaccines but you know a lot of these vaccines there's when i was doing research for for the show a lot of these vaccines, I had a hard time finding real solid information. A lot of the stuff was like news articles, some websites that talked about anti and pro uh, vaccination. And I just didn't see a lot of the real medical journal stuff. And the internet's a big thing, big place, and you can get lost in a lot of different things. And of course, you know, Google has a tendency to put stuff into your face that um, would confirm your biases and your biases, right? So. I had a hard time finding good information and, you know, sorry folks for (laughs) those of you listening, we're not experts here and, you know, we're normal people. We're just trying to figure this out a little bit more, even just for us personally. Right. I know I finally come across real doctors. I mean, doctors that have made a name for themselves. Um, We'll talk about it probably a little bit later, but doctors that have, I'm just using, it doesn't, it doesn't make it make them more important to me, but for most of the world, it does like a doctor that's been on Oprah 10 times, you know, that <laughs> yeah. example, like there was, I'm not using this guy. I'm just saying an example, like Dr. Oz, everybody started liking him because he made his TV appearances and then he's, he was, you know, so there was some, a lot of people could believe that, you know, so, but there's a, there's a lady that's been on Oprah 10 times at least that was well known for um, her studies with women and, and she was the go-to 
And now she's the person that has some issues, example, with COVID vac- uh, injections. Mm-hmm. Is, um, and now she's just... And, and so you run across people that, oh, this is an actual doctor. She is... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? She's... Um, like reputable? Reputable, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, but now people are dogging on her because she's against the norm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's just because she stood out. I had a personal doctor that I really liked... And she decided to leave the company. I'm like, what do you mean to leave the company? You're, you're finally, you're finally, I found somebody I really appreciate and, and I could go to with my issues. And she goes, well, they don't like the way I think and I'm trying to better my knowledge and they will not support me. Mm-hmm. That's a good doctor that just got, mm-hmm. you know, labeled differently. So now she's not, but she is, you know? So, so it makes things difficult for me when I see, okay, here's somebody that's, talking about some concerns she's reputable and then i'm reading like oh she's a quack now but she wasn't the last 20 years everybody would sell you know would have you know paved the the road for them to be at their show but um now they're nothing because they disagree with with the majority i guess Mm -hmm. and and i just can't i can't just throw them aside just because everybody else says that they're okay Mm -hmm. so um it's 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 hard to look up and and understand what's really going on when everybody's an expert and then they aren't just you know yeah everyone's an expert and then no one's an expert right (laughs) it drives me crazy because you have to figure out well okay well then what's what's true it'd be better off if nobody said a word about anything Mm -hmm. because we're in the same for me because i do try to dig is because i'm left still going i don't know you know, and I have to have a gut feeling. A gut feeling only gets me so far in life. Well, you know, I don't like having to do the research because I'm not a, a I'm not medically trained. No, me neither. And and I think I can read through some BS, but this is a pretty complicated subject. Mm-hmm. And the more that I'm I'm reading into this stuff, I, the more I feel more comfortable with certain things. But then I, again, I get these red flags that pop up when you're looking at anything in social media, anything that's on any kind of like television media. Uh, some of these shows on, you know, Netflix and Amazon and and these others that are doing documentaries on this stuff. I don't know how much of that is show, and how much of it's real science that's tested, peer reviewed, you know. I, I unfortunately I don't want to be the person that has to navigate that. That's why we pay a doctor. Right. I should be able to look it up and see. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just frustrating because you literally get so many there's there's so many doctors out there that that take away different things and it, it should not be that way. It's mm. like to me, how about this? It's like for me when I see a judge. I feel in the in America, all judges should always be able to come up with the same conclusion because they're all bound by the same laws. Mm-hmm. That's that's my opinion, mm. but it's never that way, you know. So, it, not I said say never, but it's rarely that way, you know. It depends on what judge you take it to. Mm-hmm. They could see it in a different way. Comple- in fact, complete one eighty. It depends, you know. So when I see a doctor. I would I want them to be kind of like they're all bound by the same science and mm-hmm. and 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 same teachings to become a doctor that why are well how come you're not thinking about what they're thinking or at least give some validity to what they're saying go you know I see what they're saying that's scary but but 
But when they when they just take somebody's red flag concerns and go, those guys are quacks now. Mm. This is this. Now you just ruined it for me. Now I actually feel for that one percent people that are speaking out because talk to what they're saying because these people were reputable, beyond reputable at one point. They were the leading people at one point. And now because they're not the mainstream, they're they're not worth the time and effort. How about speak to their points? Because we shouldn't have to be looking at it, somebody named Fauci as the, mm-hmm. the go-to answer all or a CDC, you know, we don't know. I, I like your comparison, though, about a judge ruling on law because it should be a little bit more black and white. Of course, it, it isn't, but it should be. Right. It should be more clear cut. Uh, I know just in science, science continually is trying to hone and, and get better. And there are some doctors that that don't stay up with it. You know, they look at what drugs are treating what thing. So their job is to diagnose what your issue is and then prescribe you that thing. Uh, it used to be more about nutrition. I don't know that nutrition is, is the primary thing anymore. I think it's it's pushing some sort of medication. And uh, and maybe there's a, some suggestion in lifestyle change. But really, I think most of the time it's like a pill or a shot or something like that. But but I, I like I like that little comparison. In in the the area of like vaccines, there's been a pretty good history of of vaccines for at least for us to look back on and and see how a vaccine was made, what the results were long term, and there are some pretty successful ones. I I absolutely agree with you. Right now, we're looking at you know the COVID vaccine, and there's a lot of companies that are have been racing to to get a vaccine out. And they're they're using what they're considering. I think they call it a third generation vaccine, which is a little bit different than some of the historical vaccines that that we've seen in the past. Uh, one of the th- one of the vaccines for uh, polio, I think they said that that's like a first generation vaccine, where the early vaccines basically were giving people a, a dying or dead version of the virus or whatever, you know, it, that would infect them and give it to them in an injection and people's body would then see it as a foreign invader market right. and then create the antibodies for it. But as you go through these different generations, the technology is different. And I thought early on when when Trump was talking about, yeah, I think we've got a couple of potential vaccines. We're going to be, you know, releasing it, getting it distributed before... I think they said like the first of the year and Moderna was one of the the first and they were doing it in this third generation style. And the third generation style has some some benefits to it. I, I just want to go through real Please. quick with these. Because just so you know, going through this, I'm not here to teach anything at mm-hmm. all. It's all my opinion about things. So I'm I'm here hoping I can learn a couple things. So yeah, and I'm I'll just see if I, to, there's anything I could take away from it is fine by me. Yeah, and I'm just trying to learn some stuff too because again, this is like a foreign thing for me. I, I'm not used to even caring about vaccines because I've been young and and healthy most of my life, and even the flu was like I didn't get the flu vaccine unless unless someone required it of me, and in some cases, um, I had to have that and uh, for, uh, track and field stuff. So they have these different, they call them vaccine, um, platforms. They first generation vaccine is a weak conversion of the virus. Right. So, uh, 
the one of the concerns about getting a COVID vaccine is just the the timeline. A lot of vaccines take a long time. Well, I didn't know this before, but the first generation vaccines, they actually have to create the vaccine. Like they have to um, farm it, essentially. And they were talking about putting it in eggs, chicken eggs. Hmm. And they would use that as the medium for the virus to grow. And it's like a damaged version of the virus. But it takes a long time to make a lot of vaccine because you actually have to grow it. There's a, a timeline uh, of, of when that actually happens. And, and then this also, the first generation, they use it for, they use it for the flu, chickenpox, like I said, polio, measles, uh, rubella. And it was pretty effective for these things. Uh, in fact, polio was one of the biggest things that, I mean, are you familiar with polio? A little bit. Yeah, it's like devastating to people. Yeah. It will cripple them for I, their life. I had a buddy that had has polio mm-hmm. and his his arm like stopped growing when he was like ten or something like that. And so he had a arm that was useless essentially. Mm-hmm. And um but yeah, yeah. And that was a good case. Yeah, you know? that's yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not trying to take away from his situation, but but yeah. hell, I'll be fair that he could play better sports than me with <laughs> baseball <laughs> stuff than me. But. Yeah, but you know, we we talk about uh, Bill Gates one, once in a while, and and I know you're not a, a big fan <laughs> as I bring it up here, even more so now. Uh, That's and, another story. and and so he, I don't know if it was the Gates Foundation, but he has put a lot of money into getting kids vaccinated for polio because it's such a devastating disease and really the the only the only way that you can avoid it is by getting vaccinated because if you get introduced to it it will do some really bad things to you i mean you see the results of of what it looks like and uh and so there was this big push to get folks vaccinated from polio because it is such a devastating uh disease but um that was like a worldwide push lots and lots of money. I don't know if it was a billion dollars, but it was a lot of money to get uh it you know folks vaccinated from around the world. That's a a, a first generation vaccine. So they actually have to grow this stuff and it takes forever. With COVID, they wanted to speed the process. And they did. Second generation vaccines and this they said that this was probably the most popular method to address COVID, but it's not the fastest. And what a second generation is, is that it gives the body the antigen. And the antigen, I'll I'll just kind of read what I had read. It says it's a unique marker on the virus. And basically, uh, it tells when your body sees this, this antigen, your body then remembers it. And uh, and basically knows how to attack it. So the antigen is like that unique marker that a virus will introduce into your body that your body can then identify and then start doing something right. with it. And so the second generation vaccines, really, they don't want to introduce the virus. They actually want to introduce the marker, So, which is a bit safer because now your body is just seeing the marker. It's not seeing the potential for the, the, the virus, the potentially dead or non-functional virus because viruses really aren't alive maybe i should explain that but the uh i think it was in world war ii 
I think it was for the yellow fever, we had a whole bunch of people vaccinated for the yellow fever. And I think that was a bad vaccine and people actually got very, very sick from it. And and in fact, I think a lot of people died from it. There was an article, I can't remember when, but this was like, I think it was in the 50s where the the vaccine was sent out and it ended up killing a whole bunch of people because the virus was still functional. So people got the virus and then suffered the consequences. And that's that first generation. Hmm. So that scenario scares me. And I think that's where my original fear was with, with some of these things because, you know, they're giving you a a dying or, or damaged version of it. And I thought, well, that's still the virus, isn't it? You know, but it's not like the same as what we're doing now. The third generation is, is much more uh, quick because you can synthesize this whole thing in a lab and not have to grow it in, you know, chicken's eggs or anything like that. They grow it in you guys. (laughs) They grow it in us. Um, So basically it's a piece of genetic code that they can create, and that genetic code tells your body what the virus will do, but it doesn't actually tell your cells to create the virus. It, it helps your cells identify what it is, and, um, and, then, and then starts to fight it. The reason that they started going in this, this direction is because of the timeline of, of needing a vaccine they wanted it shrunk down. And by being able to mass produce something like this versus growing it in a lab, which is what generation one and generation two is, you can cut down the timeline of actually having enough vaccine to send it through the population. Um, We'll talk about the clinical trials in a bit, but that's another area that they could kind of shrink down the timeline. And then the other was being able to manufacture it. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, Moderna is the third generation vaccine. And they knocked that thing out in how many months? It's almost like that to me. It seemed like, how about this? To me, it seems like that they already had it made. The time that it took for them to knock it out was just the time it took for them to to make that many. I think you're right on the, on the right track there, Dave. You know why? Because uh, coronavirus already exists. Right. We've seen it with MERS and SARS, and I think there's several others. Yes. And so when these things have been introduced. There are companies, there are uh, educational institutions, there are government agencies, all these different places are trying to create these vaccines for that particular outbreak. I, I was reading about one from Oxford, and they had created one for, I think it was MERS, that's a Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. Hmm. I think that's what they call it. Boy, I bet you they don't like that, just like China doesn't like <laughs> called China flu. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and uh, and I think that they, because MERS was, didn't become like this massive pandemic, it was uh, isolated to some things, they didn't get to the, the final stage of, of their clinical trials. But when, when COVID-19 hit, suddenly they had all of this work that was already done. Mm-hmm. And so they could apply that to this vaccine, which is which gave them a massive head start in the clinical trials. Right. <clears throat> and true or not, but that's where, when because that's true, well, excuse me, what you said was true, but what I'm about to say is, whether it's true or not, the conspiracy theorists get to go, wait a minute, because they believe that. 
And then they could take it a step further going, well, and that they've even said that, yeah, they just made the virus to fit a vaccine that's already there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I do. So, so you know, the, there's people out there that think that, that this was all um, made to take over so they could, you know, it, it was all set up at a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, the vaccine was already set there and already made. So let's just, you know, create the problem. Now these people have a way to control them. Well, that's a lot of people to be in on a, on a conspiracy. Boy, there's a, a question of whether COVID was from a bat or an animal mm-hmm. market versus released from a, from a lab. <clears throat> right. I don't know what's true, and I'm not sure that they know exactly what's true as far as like the government or the World Health Organization. But uh, there was a big push to blame it on bats, and then there was a big push that oh well, it probably came from one of these open like markets, street right. markets with where they sell a lot of animals and butcher animals and right the there, and the bats. Uh, and then and then there is some real legit- legitimacy to the idea that it was actually in a lab right because, which happened to be down the street from the same place that they were talking about yeah. too well because they the, you know they can the scientists can test the genetic code right but they, they, and they can and they can get they can kind of trace it back to other instances and from what i'm hearing is that that, that lab had this version right in fact because they first came up well well, I will say that the, I, I can't I can't recall which one was first, the lab or the or the bat, but it was about the same time. But then they they shut that whole lab situation down, mm-hmm. and they said no, it's the bat. And then they said yeah, but the bat is freaking like four hundred miles away. Blah 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 blah. But they have since come back to it was it was either they talked about it was the lab. Like they almost made it sound like it was definitively the lab. Mm-hmm. Then the question was, well, did it get leaked on purpose or was it an accidental leak? So that's the last thing I heard was that it was the lab, but now is it accidental or on purpose? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and why are they looking around with that kind of stuff? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it, it, you know, you shouldn't, well, I understand that they want to test stuff and figure out how things work. I mean, there's tons of places, you know, that that study viruses. I mean, we should probably be studying viruses, but for the the good of the population, not for weaponization or <laughs> crowd control. Uh, do you want to talk about the clinical trials and how this stuff actually? Yeah, we we I'll, sure can. I'll go I'll go quick through it. Yeah, so sure. I don't I don't bore people, but. One of the concerns is that we wanted to get, we, uh, the government population, I guess, wanted to get vaccines, you know, rolled out really fast. And the problem is, is that when you, when you have um, this, this clinical trial process, sometimes these clinical trials, they start off with a basic, uh, like a small group of people, and they give that person the vaccine, and then they monitor them. And not only are they monitoring for, like, side effects, for it, but they're also monitoring whether they get sick from whatever they're being vaccinated against, which creates a, a bit of a struggle in in the timeline. And, and this is I didn't kind of I, I didn't pick this up until I, I started reading into it. And that is drugs are a little bit different than vaccines in that most people are gonna get receive a drug when they already have a problem. You know, they might have a placebo. And they're going to study, you know, what that baseline is. But 
in a drug, people are already sick, and they're so, so they're getting the drug and monitoring their recovery, potential recovery, and side effects. Mm-hmm. With a vaccine, you're not giving the vaccine to someone who's already sick. You have to wait around for them to get sick, which could take a long time because they may never they may never get sick. Right, and especially with our understanding of what COVID was was early on about thinking, oh, we had to worry about all these surfaces and all these other things, not knowing till now that. Really, its primary transmission is always through aerosol, you know. Um, so the the phase one small group normally lasts a few months. They're studying them. Phase two again small group, but they're gonna they're gonna monitor them for a much longer period. We're talking six months to maybe even a couple of years. The last phase, they increase the number of people that they're monitoring, and they monitor for potentially over four years. Hmm. We're how far into this? Right. <laughs> right. We just started. And this is where a lot of our concerns have come from. We don't know what the long-term effects are. Right. I, I mentioned before that there's more scrutiny put in, 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 the, in releasing the new automobile <laughs> yeah. for the next year. Yeah. The more testing going on before they can release it out to, to for, before somebody's allowed to buy it. Because there's more, make sure that the airbags or what's the latest you know, safety thing that's going on that you have to have, your anti-lock braking system. And is it working perfectly? Mm-hmm. You know, because there's lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Well, they could shove this one right out because they're free from any negative side, uh, side effect. Because they're free from any lawsuits or anything coming back on them. Because mm-hmm. in a t- pandemic, you could shove anything out our way and force anything our way. Yeah, er- early on, I want to say this was maybe a month or so. I think it was a month or so after things kind of got shot down. I ended up uh, getting a sore throat. And Sorry. that's and that's one <laughs> and that's one of the reasons that or, or that's one of the uh, um, um, symptoms they say is a sore throat. Well, once in a while I snore, and I know if I've snored the night before because I get a sore throat. Well, I had to let my boss know just out of caution, and he's like, "Well, gotta go get tested," and so I went and got tested. And I thought, not a big deal. I'll go in. I'll get the test done. I, you know, I didn't feel really sick. I just felt like I had a, beginnings of a sore throat. I go in, and they give me all this, or I didn't go in. I, I booked it online, but they gave me all this paperwork that I had to fill out. And I had to, like, release all liability. Right. I was floored. But I was like, well, I can't. I, I, I have to do this as part of my job. But I don't want my, all of my information sent to these, I think it was three different in, uh, agencies. Right. And then, and then, like, I can't, there's, I, I can't sue them if they screw something up. Right. It's like, it's like getting the guinea pig and going, listen. <laughs> well, that's what they, I mean, they're, they're, they're yeah. utilizing you as they're going forward yeah. because they don't have the information. They don't have, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and I don't know if you came across it, but it was, I ho- I hope I get this right because I was listening to a lady that came out and was speaking about have helping people understand the effectancy rate. How do I say that right? Not um, because people were thinking that it's it's like sixty percent effectancy or effectiveness or efficacy. Maybe that's what it is because mm-hmm. everybody was thinking that it was it's only sixty percent effective. And, that, and so they were mm-hmm. going through explaining that, and and she was explaining that. She was saying about the people that would get the placebo and like one out of a thousand people would get the real shot. Mm-hmm. Man, 
listen, shoot all of them up and find out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's see what it does to more people, not just what well, we gave him that person the one shot and hey, he's fine. It's like, no, 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 I want to see the m- more people. Well, I'm going to see now, which you know, it's just like uh I don't know. I like to use cops, you know. Cops online look like they're piles of crap. Mm-hmm. You know, they show all the bad cops. Very rarely do you see a couple of good cops out there. You do see them, but but so it leads you to believe that man, there is riddled with bad cops. That's a whole nother story, you know. Um, but because you know you see what you see most of the time, you start thinking is the way it is. And um, when people are out there, you know, and they're talking about people that have issues, and you see a bunch of those issues now, you're like, well, wait a minute now. Is that how that is? You know, because unfortunately, you don't, you rarely hear anything good. Mm-hmm. But how about this? Now, when you do hear stuff good, it sounds like it's like a Saturday morning special, just, <laughs> you know, just, oh, it's almost felt like it's just spoon fed to you, like lies. It's like, will you please just give it to me straight? Yeah. I know that there's going to be negative stuff. Just tell me the negatives, tell me the positives, and then I could go forward with it. I know how negative it is that I could get in my car and drive and I could die on my way to work. I know there's negatives to it, but I also know I can have a nice drive to work too. Yeah. But just tell it to me. We're grown up, we're adults. Mm-hmm. But when you tell me it's all just sparkly rainbows. Mm-hmm. Or or they give only the bad. Right. And you you are like, oh, wait a minute. This this news organization just did this puff piece on how great this this thing is. And then this other news organization just ripped it apart and said, you know, all these people are having all these issues. I hate having to navigate that and figure out, well, who's telling the truth and who's lying? Because if they're both telling the truth, then there's a lot more to right. worry about. Like here. I look up this one, this one. I'm not going to say who it is, but I looked up this one news place that was talking about some vaccine stuff, not even necessarily uh, COVID, but just vaccines in general. Mm-hmm. And And I'm like, okay, so they're kind of like, kind of how I feel about a lot of it. And, and so, and then I could use like CNN or MSNBC. I could also go theirs, their way, which they're totally pro vaccine. Mm -hmm. But I decided, well, I don't know this, 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 this news station, let's look it up. And they're like, oh, it's just a, they, they, people, you know, whoever gives, you know, um, you know, that who. Like the commentator people? I guess. Whoever comes up with, with if these people are real or not, but they're mm-hmm. like saying that they're like, like the onion or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, like they're, they're, they're false or they're just for entertainment. And they, so they have a bad review. Well, guess what? CNN, as an example, they are mainstream as hell, but they get a, they have a very bad review too, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. like none of them, even if I look them up to see, are they reputable? No. Well, CNN, are they reputable? No, I mean, because yeah. it's it's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I like to say that CNN, and I'm going to, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, was a place you could turn on and get the news, mm-hmm. the what's up, what's going on. And I, don't, and I don't expect them to be 100% on board, but I feel like you get a lot more truth back then. Now it's, it's just too, now I, I just have to go fishing through what they give me now. And well, it's not fair. We need some real... Yeah, and they were so anti. If Trump, if this comes out in the Trump administration, no one's going to take it. And then, you know, it, it starts to get released before um, January, and then now uh, into Biden's administration, and now all of CNN is very pro-vaccine, and 
all the stuff. And and so there's too many there's too much politics there for me to give them any real le- legitimacy right. in their um you know in in whether we should take it or not. Um you know they're trying to get supposedly us to herd immunity. And I've heard different uh numbers for what that is. I've heard okay, we got to have the population 60% vaccinated or have had the virus and recovered. And then I've seen bigger numbers at like 80%. Right. And Fauci won't even give that. I've, I've had, I've gotten to see a few of the, you know, um, oh, uh, Jordan was, was talking to Fauci, whether you like both of them or not like both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't care if you're on the left or the right. We need to know what is your goal? What, what is the number? Because you know they have one. What is the number that, that uh, makes us all go away? It's, you know, we could be Americans again and they can't give, he, Fauci mm-hmm. will not give that number. He's like, just, just tell us, just like I said, is we could eat the bad with the good. It's okay. We're Americans. We might be panty waist compared to our, our great, great grandfathers and mothers, but, but we are Americans and we'll take the bad with the good and vice versa. And just tell us like it is, give us the, how, how to, you know, what, what, what to expect. But when they, he just fights around the, the numbers of 50%, 90%, 6%, whatever it is, tell us what, what do you guys talk about behind the doors? We want to know. Mm-hmm. Well, we deserve to know that. Well, so uh, as I was reading about what herd immunity actually means, uh, there's still, I mean, herd immunity is what people have talked about for other viruses, other diseases that, that our population should be worried about. And herd immunity in basic terms is just that if enough people have the antibodies in their system that when the virus or whatever comes into their body, it responds right away to fight it so that you don't actually suffer a a major uh, illness or you don't die from it. So you get enough of those, enough of those people that you're not contagious to spread it to the people who are unvaccinated. Well, so, so it slows it down because you've read into it too. So this is, I think a big deal that everybody gets confused of, get the vaccination. You can't get it and you can't give it. No, I think you touched on it. Mm -hmm. What it does is it subsides the effects. So, so I have to say it anyway. So, You know, I've touched base on there was a few doctors that I, I listened to this. This was about an hour and a half long, and they had a, what they called themselves like a dream team of amazing doctors. So instead of shooting these people down, mm-hmm. I want to hear them discuss what they're discussing and go, be realistic and go, ooh, you know what they're talking about? Can happen if blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah happen. I mean, I want to have a real debate is what I'm trying to yeah. say. You know, because- those those science debates are really riveting. <laughs> Well, I want it to happen, and then I want somebody to come out and say, "This is the these are the, yeah. this is the spotlight that happened here." Because yeah, yeah listening to it would be rough. But- early early on, when I was um, you know struggling with my faith, and and I started watching a lot of different debates because I felt like that was a good way for me to see <laughs> both sides. And I take your point. I agree. I think it would be in, for me. I'm a nerd. I would I would totally watch you know, pro and, and, and anti-vax doctors who, this is what they specialize in. I would love to hear that conversation. I, it's, it, how about this? It's not my hobby. It's not something that I'm into, but because it's a concern of mine, I would definitely give it my time because mm-hmm. it's not anything I can understand. Yeah. And getting to listen to these doctors when they're talking about, here's some other fun stuff is, was they're talking about, um, 
I hate it because it goes towards the conspiracy theorist side of nanobots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and some people are like saying, listen, guys, these are actually in, in vaccines already. They literally use these in. And I'm like, I know the difference between nanobots and nano, um, what's the other term? Well, it's nanotechnology. Na- right. Yeah. So they use, in fact, I almost want to pull it, see if I could get it right. Because I know that they have, nano is just anything extremely small, small yeah. you know, but well, right, let's, they're let's not take talking a, about that. Let's take a quick break, Dave. Yeah. You can look that up. Um, I've got a couple other things that I want to, I mean, I, I want to go over some of the pro and uh, con arguments. Yeah. And, uh, and well, there's, there's a little bit more that I think we should probably hit before <laughs> we end the show. So. At least it's fun and, 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 and intriguing at yeah. least. Yeah. We'll, we'll learn out a little bit more in just so. a minute. All right. We'll be right back. Yep. All right, we are back. Uh, so, Dave, you're talking about that nanotechnology. Yeah, yeah, it, it, the conspiracy. Like, well, so when I was looking up the, because I was listening to this lady talk about nanobots and 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 I know the difference between nanobots and the nanoparticles. Nanoparticles mm-hmm. are in, I can't say in everyone, but they're in so many vaccines and you know all mm-hmm. this stuff. But but the nanobots is is a uh, an actual bot or mechanical thing that's mm-hmm. super small and so when talking to about people even reputable people there the lady talking about saying that there's actual nanobots in your system and that people have or i'm sorry in certain vaccines so they could be injected into your system because they could and they could be it can make you feel uneasy around you know certain electronic things like mm. 5g so you know the whole conspiracy about the 5g and getting you know nanobots injected into your body <laughs> and and unfortunately you know it's like yeah it could happen but who's to say it isn't happening and you know everybody says it isn't but a few people say it is <laughs> So it's just really hard to, you know, I just like to think that it maybe isn't or maybe, and and I I try to look it up. I was hoping she just misspoke, but when she says, no, there are actual mechanical things being put in, put in you, then I know she's not talking about nanoparticles. Mm -hmm. She's talking about nanobots. So she didn't misspeak, but it could be fun to talk about what if she's right. I think we should do a podcast on that. I, I mean, I like conspiracy st- stuff, sure. as, as I know you do too. But I think we should do a podcast on the nanobots because I think there's a lot more to learn about that. Because I, I'm not a believer in all that stuff, but there is there's a big push towards that direction because there is the potential to use that kind of nanotechnology well, to do some pretty incredible things well, to humans. You mentioned Bill Gates and he was into a third world country mm, yeah, to yeah. help out vaccinate all the polio people. And what if, I don't know, what's Bill Gates do? Hmm. <laughs> you know, what if he is using his, this is, I'm just throwing, having fun here. Maybe there's truth to it. Who knows? <laughs> but what if he uses his ability to push the nanobots through the polio vaccinations to the third world country just to see what the hell happens? <laughs> it could happen. He would be the guy that could do it. Well, he would be the guy that could do it. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to talking about Bill Gates on another episode because, uh, well, you know, I'm I'm a tech geek and and so I've been in computers for a long time and he's a big part of yeah. of, of the history of of computers absolutely and, and plus he's so wealthy and now that he's not doing Microsoft stuff he's got all this money and all of this um, power 
with other organizations and other people, so much influence that he's capable of doing some pretty big things. He could do whatever so, his, puts his mind to it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I move on to some of these uh, these arguments about vaccination mm-hmm. pros and cons. And I, to be honest, I had a hard time finding the the ones that were against the vaccines Boy, that weren't hard. that weren't just a personal story. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, sure. And that's and that's where I struggled because you know you can you can say with statistics and you can say with scientific results certain things about how something is good or bad or what the results are but then if you look at the number of people who claim something about well i had this experience then there's not really science behind it because they're not they're not claiming <clears throat> that that thing is the way it is because of the, the these um uh, this evidence. Right. Well, you and I could have the same vaccine. I don't care if it's the COVID one or any mm-hmm. other one for, and we could get the same one, the same time, the same place. Mm-hmm. And on a health level, you know, you might be an eight or nine. I might be a six or seven of health wise, but we're going to get a different effect. Of yeah. it. I could be sick as hell fr- th- from it. And you could never even, even have a hint of, of a side effect. You yeah. know, it could be really different. It, it, it's not even, even a, I, let's say if I work out the same as you and I was at the same health level as you, it's genetics. We handle things differently. I could handle maybe a cold or a flu better than you, or something just, I don't know. I'm just well, throwing it out there. But you're right because your experience through life is different than my experience right. through life. Your your genetics are going to give you advantages in certain areas that I won't have. Right. But you also experienced other viruses and other germs that your body remembers. That's right. That I never that my body never experienced. Right. Uh, we were talking earlier about uh, spacing out the vaccines for your kid. Sure. And and the idea that you know, they, when they go through all these clinical trials, they're testing out their vaccine. They're not really testing it with all of these other things. They have to monitor for that type of stuff, but they're, they're trying to, to isolate their vaccine with this person. And so, they're not considering, did they get, you know, these other four vaccines at the same time? So I don't know if this is going to help anything at all. So just bear with me, just mm-hmm. popped in my head. So sure. at my old job, I used to be on a, on a, the safety team and an incident reporter. So if anybody had an incident or something to report, they'd come to me and then I'd look into it and investigate, see what's going on. So somebody came in and said, Hey man, I'm getting some weird fumes over here and it just smells bad. I don't just, every time I'm in this room, I just don't feel good. So I go and I talk to other people and they're like, man, she is just making up stuff. She just wants to get out of all stuff. <laughs> this has been here forever and we use this. So let's look it up. Let's go look at the MSDS. Sure enough, I looked at the MSDS. This could create this and that if it's, you know, blah, 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 each one. And and there's several chemicals in, in it. It was an x-ray room and there's a lot of chemicals for developing film and all this stuff. And so... Each one of those shouldn't give you that issue. I don't understand. Well, guess, 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 guess what? So there's this plastic tray that sits underneath. It was probably about a four by eight tray mm-hmm. that all these barrels sit on. So if there's any leaks, no worries. It just it just lands in the tray. It doesn't seep out and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, what in the hell happens when they all leak and they create a new chemical? So sure enough, four or five of these these um, chemicals are all okay by themselves, but they leaked a little bit, leaked a little bit, and each, each of them leaked a little bit into this tray that created a different, 
like ammonia and bleach. Put that together. Oh, yeah. Trouble. Sorry. Put that stuff together. <laughs> and, you know, so so the point is, is if those were all different vaccinations, sure enough, but you put them all together, you could have a new yeah. problem. Yeah. You know, unless you're, are you testing this vaccination with this one? Yeah. No, why would you? Well, well, right. That's not you're 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 making yeah. a vaccination for. I'm just making it polio, not for, you know, measles. You know, but how about when are you now looking into when are you administering them mm-hmm. at the same time? Think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Those of you who are not sure about what an MSDS is, it's oh. just a list of chemicals that exist within your your building that you need to track and make sure that you're updating safety protocols and. <laughs> not mixing uh, according to the manufacturer's suggestion. Right, you can go to it to, to look up anything in your area to yeah. see the dangers and yeah. But you're right. If you think about these these vaccines and how they're monitoring people's health, there are so many other factors that can be introduced by just having multiple things at the same time. Plus, any medications that right. you might be taking that- or environmental. Uh, conditions that you might live in right. or work in. But if you're on aspirin all the time, I mean, there's a reason why you have to... Or disc- birth control, right? Birth control, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I did have a hard time finding um, arguments that, to me, seemed really legitimate about, um, you know, why you shouldn't get a vaccine. You know, a lot of, a lot of arguments for that, that I kind of lean towards agreeing with one of the things that scares me the most is the mutations so in for a virus a virus isn't technically living it's a genetic code that it can't do anything unless it infects uh, a a living cell and that living cell absorbs that, that genetic code and then starts basically replicating that genetic code which is the virus and then that can spread, and then other living cells from some other person can do it. It happens in, what's the term, um, uh, zoonotics, which is an animal getting a virus and transferring it to a human, like swine flu, right? So those type of things, you can get a virus that will uh, replicate. Well, every single time that that genetic code gets replicated from a cell, the potential of that thing uh, mutating is there. It, on every single replication, there's possibility that that genetic code is going to have some difference. And that difference, you know, the evolutionary thing is, is that if that difference gives that thing an advantage to be able to replicate even more, then that genetic instruction is the thing that gets replicated more. So you get more of that thing. It's how we get, uh, you know, like bacteria that's resistance to uh, antibiotics. Well, these viruses, not only can they change the way that they infect a cell, they can change the way that they transfer. And like I said, from an animal to a human or vice versa. So by getting vaccinated, by getting to herd immunity, the faster that you go through a vaccination herd immunity, um, the lower the opportunity for the virus to replicate and then mutate. And right now in India, they're having a major problem with uh, COVID because it's a different variant. And we have quite a few different variants that are, are out there right now. But so far, uh, the vaccinations that that, are, that exist have shown to be uh, pretty good at resisting you know, a major illness from, from the virus. Well, you know, I, I brought up about, so 
I always hear example is Biden when he talks about getting people vaccinated. He's trying to get the majority of people vaccinated. And I'm trying I like to use a quote, but he he switches around so much it's hard to quote. Mm-hmm. But um but they're always talking about the majority of the people because what I was talking about the pheromones and stuff mm-hmm. is that they were making it so they don't need everybody to get it because it will get into other people that way. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting. I'm going to you know read what? about Here, here's that. What's, I, I'm curious. I could send you the link, but I didn't want to send it to you because you just had your... your <laughs> you want to scare me? You, well, yeah, because <laughs> well, you also have a daughter too. Yeah. And, and it's like, I don't want my daughter to come up and run and give you a hug right now because <laughs> guess what? Yeah. Because it is so new and they're, what we've touched base on is that Mm-hmm. Their their studies is such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. We have just as much concern. I mean, like I am not trying to tell anybody not to get vaccinated for any any purpose, COVID or measles or anything. I'm just saying, just do your research before you do it. Mm-hmm. So if you are for it, just just stop and read it again. Mm-hmm. I know family members that have none of their kids are vaccinated for anything, and they're healthy, great kids. And I'm not against that at all. And I know there's people that are vaccinated for everything. Like they line up, they get it done, get it done, go, 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 go. You mm-hmm. better believe it. If it's on the list, let's get it, get it, get it. Yeah. I'm not against that either. But I think it's dumb. If you don't get vaccinated, have a purpose. If mm-hmm. you do go get vaccinated, have a, have a reason for anything have that you do. It, Please yeah. look into it. Yeah. Because I am against it as much as I am for it. I know it's hard to understand that, mm-hmm. but... Well, you know, the, the argument for vaccination, this, that was the one argument that I go, yeah, I can, I can go along with that in agreement because the mutations, it's like any other bacteria that exists, you know, staph is a really nasty one and it, it's very resistant to, um, certain types of, I think it's antibiotics and, and so, and you certainly don't want to get it anytime that these things replicate the potential for them to change uh, is there. And that's kind of scary in a, a massive environment. Now, here's the other thing. When you're talking about herd immunity, in herd immunity, you, and, and this is why I'm still in the argument of you should have personal choice on whether you do it or not do it. And you shouldn't be, like we were talking about on the other podcast, not to be socially pressured into sure, it. sure. The problem is, is that we're in an environment right now where there's a ton more social pressure to well, get it. They ask you to pressure your friends and family. Yeah, they actually, ask they you actually to. do it. Yeah, but if you look at true herd immunity previous to COVID nineteen, if you look at, at that, you can see populations do really, really well because either people have gotten the vaccine or they've survived the infection, and you start seeing the the case numbers drop off significantly. And we're talking in certain countries, but you might end up having like, like, say, in an African country where Ebola pops up and you go, where did that come from? I thought that was eradicated. But we haven't seen Ebola in the United States, except for the folks that we brought in from, I think, Africa that we ended up treating and and I think they recovered from. So you can get herd immunity in certain areas. um, And for us, I go, that would make sense. Like in in the... um, like in the idea that in the United States we're a big country with a certain amount of controls over our population, but then we also have all these states, and the states have some control over that area, right. and then we also have it in counties. So herd immunity to me is not a global herd immunity; it can be localized, 
So why should we push so hard to get everyone vaccinated when it appears that a 60% herd immunity is pretty darn effective? Why are we so worried about it? Right. I I agree. I don't think I don't think that it goes along with what the Democrats are saying about this whole like shutting businesses down right. and I their socialist uh, agenda. Because how about this? It I don't I I I'm not smart enough to uh, with with having all the data in my head to throw out at you. Mm. But I've read enough to know that talk to me about the differences between that and the flu. Why would we do this against the flu? There's been equal amount of people dying from the flu of all these mm-hmm. years, and everybody still has to take the flu shots, and it's always changing. But guess what? Not everybody has to take the flu shot. Yeah, so I watched a, a show, and I producer E is unfortunately not here uh, for the episode, but otherwise I'd, I'd have him bring it up. But they, they gave this diagram, which I thought was very interesting, and it basically laid out the the different viruses that that we've seen and they put it on a scale of how deadly it is and then uh how contagious it is okay so the x-axis at the bottom going across is is how contagious and then the y-axis going up is how dangerous it is how deadly is it and they were putting out here like um the bubonic plague very extremely deadly it's at the very top of it how contagious it's somewhat contagious not to the very not to the extreme and then they have these other ones like the um ebola that one is getting towards that deadly extreme range but it's not super contagious in fact when you start looking down the list you go well there's the swine flu it's very less deadly and it's somewhat contagious. Well, COVID turns out it's very near that that area where it's not extremely deadly. In fact, they say that it's you know it's deadly, but it's not to those extreme levels. And how contagious? It doesn't go past the very. It's under very. It's just contagious. So why are we freaking out about it so much? Because if you look at it, it's very similar to the seasonal flu. So, in fact, so much to, I'm going to speak out for a lot of the people that say this. A lot of people will say, and I could see where they come up with it, because the flu has almost gone completely away in many, many, many places. Mm-hmm. But COVID is in its place. Mm-hmm. And in COVID's numbers are about the same, if not the same, as what the flu is. People are literally saying, which is also why they have the vaccine so quick, Mm -hmm. is that it is, in fact, the vaccine, the flu shot, because all it is is the flu. And people are dying from the flu that would die from the flu. Mm -hmm. The same to statistics of very few young people die from the flu, but some do, Mm -hmm. and they still do. And the people that are even worse shape are, are, you know, I mean, sorry, worse shape, but the older folk, that, that they die more frequently also from the flu. So there are people that believe strongly that this, in fact, and, and I, could, I, I could have to step, take a step back and look at it, because yes, it's very possible that everybody could be lying um, to sit there and go, if a certain power wanted to take over, fear is the best way to do it. And having something that's already there that is 
that they already have flu shots for, and they just call the flu something else, and they already have the vaccine already for it, then they could already go and push that mm-hmm. and put fear in the, and, and take over that way when we have no issues with the flu right now. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of those people who just kind of follow along because it's part of their political uh, right. group. Right. And so they don't even know much of the details. They're just going along because that's their group. But right now, mm-hmm. that, that, that idea of it is just the flu and the COVID-19 vaccine mm-hmm. is actually just the flu shot. <laughs> it could make just about as much sense as it not. Yeah. Because everything is so up in the air and so not transparent like they say it is. I mean, it... it... Yeah. Well, my my thoughts on, you know, the flu versus any, any other thing that you might get vaccinated for, um, you know, there's a risk to everything and you just have to weigh those risks. I only I get a little freaked out by the mutation potential uh, as it grows and infects a lot of people and the potential of it changing into something that could be more dangerous. Uh you know that that kind of scares me a little bit. But overall, I don't like that this has been such a politically driven case. Recently, um we had an issue on the track team where an athlete came down with uh tested positive. And the county shut down pretty much the entire team. And I feel really bad, especially for the seniors that didn't get a season last year as juniors. Now mm-hmm. they're a senior and now they don't get a season. Yep. And and it, it it will impact them the rest of their life. They will have missed out on that high school experience yep. that a lot of us old guys look back fondly on. Yep. You know? Sad, but yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what bothers me is that is that people have freaked out so much about it that I I wish that we could go back to the old days where when someone got sick, it wasn't this, you know, this massive, you know, you got to protect their identity. It was send flowers and a get well soon card. And everyone says, hey, I hope you're feeling better. Now it's nope, we're shutting everything down. Um, You can't know who's sick because now there's this all this animosity that that sick person now at no fault of your own has prevented you from continuing doing the thing that you are right. already doing. Right. It's just, it, the whole thing has kind of turned us around and we've already kind of gone through this time where, um, you know, people are angry with each other for politics and other things, but now people are angry that someone who we would normally send flowers to has now just ended Whatever it is that you have been involved through in, through no fault of their own, through no fault of their own, you know, and to make it make it more difficult to want to have clarity is when you have the president of the United States and his wife get together and they went into this uh, school. I don't know if you saw the clip, Mm-mm, but they no. went into the school. I'm not going to talk too much bad about it, but mind you, you know who the least. Um, um, susceptible yeah thank you Mm -hmm. um people are are the young children but so they're all wearing their masks and all these kids have these these little bulletproof glass around their desks and all this stuff so they're wearing all these masks as they're walking around through the school and stuff fine so then i think it's the same week in the same week you know so it's not like six months ago the same week they decide to go to who is it? Who's um, the past president? Like Carter? Are they still here? Is it Jimmy Carter? Mm-hmm. 
So him and his wife, I think, are still with us. Yeah, he's like upper 90s or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they went and visit him. Mm-hmm. And him and his wife are in the room, sitting right next to him. None of them are wearing masks. Yeah, yeah. At least put on the show that it makes sense. If you're not going to wear them, don't wear them in, with the kids because it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But with they're in the 90s, these people look... Mm-hmm. They almost look like they're not real because they're so old, they're so tiny. Frail. And and like <laughs> you guys aren't wearing a mask on that. You've mm-hmm. got to be kidding me. So where's the re- how is it so bad? I don't it doesn't make any sense. When you when I see things like that. Mm-hmm. And mind you, this is also the same guy where every every um leader in the world get together and they talk, none of them have masks on, but our loser mm-hmm. has a mask on. Yeah, on a Zoom call. Right. Yeah. On a Zoom call. Yep. Yep. And so I know it's all about image. Right. And m- the point for me is, is that I'm not even debating that that the that their site is wrong. I'm just saying, help us have clarity. There's people out there that have an issue with taking that leap of trust, and then you have this unbalanced teeter tottering going on. That you're like. <sighs> Yeah. So is it's a, it's not a problem then, but it is it's, is it's, it a problem? Yeah. You know, it, it's that mixed messaging that drives us crazy. That's almost a t- according to them, that'd be attempt of murder that they would go visit them without a mask on. <laughs> yeah, it has it makes yeah, zero sense. To where's me. where's the outcry and the guilt from right. from the left? <laughs> I'm glad that they were there protecting themselves from the least vulnerable ki- people out there. Mm-hmm. But goodness, so it's just really it's well the last the last thing, and we'll make this quick and we'll, yeah. we'll wrap up. Um, my last question really is so what what's the end game here because i'm looking Depends at it <laughs> well I, i'm struggling because we've already set up the scenario that if <laughs> you have to mask up even if you're vaccinated you have to mask up even if you've had it already and um you have to mask up in an environment that uh, science has shown that the likelihood that you would catch it is very unlikely. We were talking on uh, the last podcast about uh, there was this girl that had ran, run a race who, right. who passed out. The girl from, from Oregon, an 800-meter runner, she is trying to get her school record. She stumbles uh, a few strides before the end uh, of the finish line, basically blacks out. She's struggling. She's running with a mask. The, uh, the Oregon um, high school you know, association for athletics comes out and says, Oh, we can't have that happen anymore. And so we're going to change the rule and allow kids to compete without, uh, without a mask. Well, so the media goes crazy. Yeah, this is fantastic. That totally makes sense. And this girl gets national headlines. In fact, she was on, uh, um, I think she was on Fox doing an interview. And so, um, the rule change comes out. Well, you know, I'm I'm in track, and so the rule change comes down, and there's a caveat to that rule. Kids can have their mask down as long as they are no not closer than six feet. Okay, so they do it for this 800 meter runner, and if you know anything about track, um, the the length of the track is 400 meters, so it's two laps. They all line up in their separate lanes. They do one full lap. Once they get that full lap, they can then cut into the first lane. At that stage. Everyone is within a very close range, unless you've got very few athletes or there's a big gap in time. And so it's hard to determine. Well, what happens is, 
according to the rules, if you're within that six feet range, you better have your mask up. Well, that's a problem because if you think about the advantage that can happen, say you're in the lead, you don't see anyone in front of you, mask down. The person behind you sees you, you're coming up on their rear, you got to have your mask up. Who's got the advantage in that scenario? Mm -hmm. The person with the mask down. They're not sucking air through a filter. They're free to go, and the likelihood is they're going to continue to lead. Right. So it creates a disadvantage for the people who are Absolutely. following. Let alone, I mean, these and are high school kids that are putting themselves at their and they're the least extent. and they're the least vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And and so so this is the difference between me. Not, I'm not talking about the vaccine here. This is the. That's absolutely BS to me. Mm-hmm. This is all about control, and this is what Hillary Clinton had said is is the, about this is that you never let a good crisis go to waste, and this is exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Is they're taking this whether I don't care what you want to call it, but they're taking this COVID and t- using it to control us with. And another point to to that is number one is you said these are the least likely uh, least, um, vulnerable least vulnerable people. Yeah. So have you seen the NBA players lately? No, I stopped so, watching. Right. Well, I don't watch it either. <laughs> but I saw a clip of them. They play without masks. Yeah. You have you know how they play. They are up in each other's grill, sweating at each other, pushing and all this yeah. stuff, breathing on each other. Then they go to the sidelines, put their masks on. Yeah. How freaking pathetic is that? Yeah. Do you not get it? They get more leeway. Why? Number one, they're more vulnerable than the than the high schoolers. Mm-hmm. These are grown adults where they could get it. Mm-hmm. And some of these people can, even though they're athletes, can be very, could affect them badly. Mm-hmm. And, and they're controlled. But guess what? They make money. They yeah. bring in more money. They have a little bit more say in what mm-hmm. goes on. And so they could play without it. If, if the people that are more vulnerable can play without it, and this is hand and hand hand to hand contact, mm-hmm. body to body, face on face, yeah. <laughs> and they could do it. Then a runner can, a, yeah. a, a, anybody that throws for a, a throws can. Uh, the training itself requires so much more um, oxygen than the race. I mean, if you think about it, like maybe a hundred meters. You don't really, you could hold your breath and run 100 meters. I've seen kids actually do that because they're new and nervous. Uh, but the the races that are longer, those ones, they, those people really need the air. Mm-hmm. A thrower, a thrower doesn't need the air. They, again, I've seen people throw with their, with, you know, while they're holding their breath. That's not that big of a deal. The problem is, is that when they get to that, uh, you know, like, for instance, a javelin thrower, they come down the runway down to the uh, uh, the foul line. Well, guess who's down at the foul line? The official within six feet. Mm-hmm. Are they going to put their mask on? No. You know, it's it's a ridiculous caveat to their rule. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Now, you know, your point about you know they're out out there con you know contact and then they go to the bench and they put their mask on. That's just um, that's just an image. That's all they're projecting. It's not because there's any science that says you're going to be more vulnerable sitting on the bench than out there on the court. Right. And and again, we're talking about an end game. I don't see an end game because even Fauci was was kind of hemming and hawing about, well, what is herd immunity? At what point are do we have that herd immunity? And to me, you know, we again live in Oregon. We keep going through these high to extreme ranges. Seems like whenever it comes up to a holiday, by the way. Yes. So I got a little website. I have a website that I follow, 
And and because there's a lot of like-minded people like me, and I'm the guy that wants to live with the risk mm-hmm. and not be masking up, not being able to live my life how I want to. And the and our our crap hole of a governor, Kate Brown, she had put us on an extreme level. But mind you, she said it's going to be extreme a week from now. Mm-hmm. How can you tell that? You know, the forecasters can't er, try to tell us it's going to be 83 next Tuesday, but, you know, it, oops, we're bad. It's going to be 83 on Thursday, not on Tuesday. You know, so she could tell that it's going to be extreme. She can't tell. So, so anyways, we have a lot of push and a lot of people, and I do appreciate them, trust me, that they go out and they march and they stand up for our liberty, liberties, and and then they go, Kate Brown, early, knocked it down to high risk. And they're like, oh, guys, we won because we pushed back. I'm like, you guys don't see that, that they're playing with us, that we feel like we won by giving up. Now, now if I was to put it in a quarter, like, like you have, let's just say, regular life is at zero, and then 25% up, you're at low risk, 25% up, you're at medium risk, 25 more percent up, you're at 75%, you're at high risk, and then 100% extreme. Mm -hmm. They're getting us to celebrate at high risk, not down at zero, and with our liberties. And it's like, you don't see that they're they're messing with our culture, our our whole life. And it's a year and a half down the road. Right. And we're giving it up. We're celebrating as a win I go, listen, guys, they just dropped us down to high level, not down to medium or zero people. So we're celebrating like we won and we've lost and we're still lost 75% of our liberty. So what is the end game? That's the thing is, is we wouldn't know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I it, don't know. <laughs> like, like, and, and it's, it could be two different things, but it shouldn't be. Like there's an end game to everybody being healthy. And then there's an end game to how much control can our government have over us. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't see it as two. It's like, why does it have to be political? I don't know. Ask the people that are making it political. I don't want to make it political. Mm-hmm. It's just like the, the flu shot. When my job offers flu shots, and they're like, hey, yo, I'm going to go get my flu shot. You come in? I'm like, nope. So, oh, you don't get the flu shot? I go, never had one. All right, cool. I'm going to get mine. Cool. All right. Yeah. And that's how it should be. Kudos to you. Kudos to me. Kudos yeah. to everybody. But now when it's you need to go to that person and tell them and ask them why and ridicule them why. Mm-hmm. Example was I brought up a, a metals guy. I got to go show you what he did for me. Mm-hmm. Um, who made a design out of metal for me. Super cool guy. Until you start talking about his politics. And I don't care about his politics. I cool, care about what he does for me and, and his other cool stuff about him. Mm-hmm. And when I go to see him and it's like, and I'm wearing a mask, but now it's not good enough. Did you get vaccine? And I have to hear about it for five, seven minutes about why I need it from a guy, from, the, from you, from, from this guy, yeah. for who is this guy. Mm-hmm. And so I have lines in the sand that I've drawn to where I've told my wife, like, he's going to come drop it off. And I, I do respect him as a human being, but I, now I'm at my house and I'm going to wear, I wore my mask because I respect him. Mind you, he has a vaccine too. Still wearing the mask. I'm wearing a mask. Everybody, so why even get one if you're going to still, right. you know, you know, keep a distance and wear a mask? My opinion. But so, I said if he brings up, an, I'm going to tell him to get the hell out of here because I'm not going to listen to it from everybody. I don't care if his news station tells him to get up people's butts, or excuse me, the president himself 
You get to go tell you go to your your people and tell them to get vaccinated. You go tell your family and friends get go to your neighbors and tell them you get vaccinated. And it's not okay. Yeah. Because this is America still. And if I want to be an idiot, I have the right to be an idiot. And I've seen this little might have been a meme, but it was it made a little bit of sense of how much guilt have you had for killing all those people? You know, when you walk through the the, the store with the flu all these years, mm-hmm. none. You yeah. never thought about it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I try to be a healthy guy, wash my hands and stuff. But, you know, those shopping carts alone carry all the bacteria and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're going to get you sick. But nobody had that guilt of it. And you shouldn't have that today because of your choice. That's America, especially, which is, I thought could be a good way to end it was as a little joke, is I have a COVID joke, but chances are 99.6% chance you won't get it. <laughs> and that's a lot to change the world on is 99.6 chance when my drive to work mm-hmm. is far more, has a higher possibility of being lethal. Yeah. Yeah, I know, weighing, weighing the risks, and I think there's a lot of hype out there that's well, making this way more than it actually is. That's where and America's used to shine, because we have a lot of great things because we weighed those risks, and a lot mm-hmm. of people accepted that. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, um, so I guess the, uh, what is the end game? that question? We'll continue on. <laughs> Maybe we'll find when out. When we find out, we'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> please, if you do know, please you let us know. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, okay, we'll end it there. Uh, those of you listening, thanks again for listening. We do appreciate it. If you don't mind, share this with uh, with your friends. We'd appreciate a larger following. Yeah? Yeah. yeah you guys can catch us online at nevertoserious.com. You can also send us uh, an email at mailbag at nevertoserious.com. And... Oh, the voicemail on Anchor.fm. That would be fantastic. Yep. Love to hear from you guys. Yep. Okay. Well, until we see you next time, take care. And be safe. <laughs>